And I think if more people would just step outside of themselves, we would get along so much better. We would we would operate so much higher. It is not just about you. Welcome to The Compassionate Creative, the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion, authenticity, and integrity. I'm your host, Charlene Dinger, a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello, my lovely listener, and welcome back. This is episode two. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the very first episode, which was a solo episode and an intro to myself and the podcast, I suggest you go back and have a listen to that one first. This was officially my very first interview episode, and I was so honored and excited to have Mr. Hollywood Jade as my guest. He is a choreographer, dance artist, and host of Hollywood Hosts. And in this episode, he spoke to me about his journey as the resident choreographer of Canada's Drag Race, how he managed to stay authentic and true to his own voice, even in the world of reality TV. And amongst many other things, we spoke about the process of letting go and releasing in order to receive what is meant for you. So there are some wonderful, wonderful things to dive into in this episode. I hope you enjoy. And here we go with Hollywood Jade. Hi, Hollywood. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being here with me. I am very, very excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for asking me. Um, I really have learned to enjoy connecting to people authentically since all this COVID stuff started. Mm. So I appreciate being asked. Yeah, well, let's dive into it. I have uh, the first question that I would like to ask you. And that is, how have you shown yourself compassion today? How have I shown myself compassion today? I actually went to bed really early last night so that I could wake up to go do the things that I had to do this morning. Great. Which which is not something that I commonly do. Anybody who knows me like intimately knows that I am a night owl. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I went to bed early. So because I wanted to be in a good headspace for today. Right, right. That's that's a wonderful thing. Just knowing that you've given yourself and your body that time, that time to really rest and and um, to recuperate. And especially for yep. you, because you <laughs> have been a very busy body the past couple. I mean, months. You know, ever since the the start of the show, Canada's mm-hmm. Drag Race, you were the or you are the resident choreographer on that show, and I'd love to chat with you about that because. I have a confession to make. Canada's Drag Race was the very first time I was I watched the show. I had never really gotten into the American version. Mm-hmm. So I actually thought it was kind of cool that I like my first experience with it was the Canadian version. Agreed. And I am obsessed. I am <laughs> obsessed like drag queens are officially my favorite people and characters it is just an incredible an incredible show tell me how you got involved with the show and what that experience was like for you 
I want to start by saying like you are not by yourself and that this was probably a really good version to to mm-hmm. to get your feet wet with because yes. I think with our version, it was it, it was so because it's new, mm-hmm. like people weren't thinking about merchandising and how I'm going to translate. Like it was just really raw and authentic and real. And right. and that's what I think translated with audiences the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, what I did is I got one of the queens to send me the email address that they submitted to. Nice. And I just, just mm-hmm. took my shot. I mm-hmm. shot my shot. And luckily the person who received my email was receptive and they were like, Hey, can I call you? I'm like, sure. We had like a five minute conversation. And she was like, I was going to send your stuff already, but now I'm going to make sure the person who needs to see this sees this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, awesome. I love that. She's like, I just wanted to see if you felt like your email. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. I'm like, well, do I, she's like, you feel better. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, and then I just, after that, I went through the, the, the audition process with the casting director. And then I had to be approved by all the networks that were involved. So Bell Media, Crave, mm-hmm. uh, World of Wonder, RuPaul mm-hmm. himself. Wow. And yeah. And then the production company here who, who was housing it. And they all said, yeah, I'm the guy. And yes. that's how I became the guy. <laughs> yes, that's incredible. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love that you you took that leap, you know, yes. and as as artists, sometimes that's the the scariest thing to do to really have to put yourself out there and and, you know, kind of like chase chase that down right because you're you're kind of creating that own opportunity for yourself which is not uncommon but it does it takes so much courage to say hey give me that email you know I'm gonna reach out regardless of (laughs) you know where that's where that honestly stemmed from was I was tired of finding out about things in Mm -hmm. Mm post-production you know Mm -hmm. and 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 that's why I wasn't afraid to send the email I'm like at, at the at the very least, somebody will get this and laugh to themselves. Yeah. So what's the worst <laughs> you know, that can happen? Yeah. Like, what, honestly, what's the worst that can happen? Right. And my grandfather used to say all the time that closed mouths don't get fed. And I was hungry and needed mm. food. So I opened mm. my mouth. Amazing. I love that. I love that analogy, too. It kind of leads me into another question for you, because, you know, In the TV world, and especially this show was a competition, and you know, Mm -hmm. it there's a lot of really big characters, and 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 I know that it's for TV as well. So sometimes we ramp that up as well because you you need that entertainment factor. But um, either on screen or off screen within that world, how how did you continue to show the people that you work with, the queens, you know, your assistants? How do you still stay authentic and true to yourself and still give compassion even in those settings so one of the most first of all I love this question and I don't think I've ever been asked this in all of the press that I did for the show Mm. so great question um one of the things one of the my my fondest memories about being on the show was it wasn't even captured on camera, but I was on the main stage for the first time and I'm going through the routine. I'm going through the routine and I had a little thing in my ear 
just to keep me on time because like we said it is a it's a reality show competition mm-hmm. right so everything is timed out and each group has a certain amount of time right so i'm practicing before the first group comes out and i heard the executive producer who's the same person who actually called me and gave me the job mm-hmm. he takes the mic from the director and says we don't want you to be Todrick. Mm. We don't want you to be Yanis. Mm-hmm. We don't even want you to be Jamal. Jamal Sims is like one of my like idols. Like, mm. right? Mm-hmm. He's like, we hired Hollywood Jade. Right. And you know when you can hear a mic drop? Like I heard the mic drop and like <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. And and I say this because what I gave was the most authentic version of me that I could give within what I was given totally you know and and when you talk about being compassionate like I I I had to mend some of those relationships Mm. from that day even while we were on this tour Mm -hmm. recently um for example with like Alona Mm -hmm. like even in the footage you you can hear her being like I quit I'm gonna go learn the lip sync Mm. and that was so off-putting to me as a creative mm-hmm. because I'm just like, you're not even going to try. Right. Like you're just throwing away what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I really wasn't a fan of hers until I had to work with her on this tour. Right. And we were able to have the conversation mm-hmm. and she was just like, they didn't tell me that we were going to have more time off camera. You know, all I thought I had was what was being presented to me. So I was like, oh, well, I didn't know that they didn't tell you guys this. You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? So there's mm -hmm. there's there is a bunch of factors that even after this thing has aired and the winner's been announced that came to light, which was a reminder to me, like, wait a second, you have to always try to meet people where they're at. Right. And it, it, it definitely helped change my perspective a lot, like. So shout outs to Alona Verley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. That's that's um that's such a wonderful lesson. And I think that it's a great reminder that mm-hmm. regardless of what type of a situation you're in, you know, there's so many types of high pressure jobs out there. And especially in the world of entertainment, it's like you said, there's only so much that you get to see on camera and you know they're gonna pick and choose the most dramatic right. parts, especially for a show like this that Right. Thrives off of that dramatic entertainment factor within that work and within that capacity. I think that it's it's a beautiful reminder that, you know, you can still you can still be kind. Right. And you can still show compassion to everyone that you that you work with. I have been a fan of drag since the first time I saw a drag queen in person. And I was like, this is art. Yes. And it, it and to me, it was art amplified. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is singing. This is dancing. This is acting. This is makeup. This is wardrobe. Totally. This is like all in one package. Yes. Like drag queens are almost like in the solo musicals like, yes, yes. <laughs> like do you no, know what i mean for sure and and all of the attention to detail you know right. is just it's it's incredible and that's why i think i've just really <laughs> just become so enamored with it it has taken them from being 
the equivalent of like hiring a clown to be at mm-hmm. someone's birthday party mm-hmm. to actually showing the human side of them. Like I, and I, I applaud the producers on the show for doing such a great job mm-hmm. of telling the human side and the experiences of all of these Queens and, and where they came from in mm. order to be here to do this thing that brings them so much joy. Yes. Yes. Like it's crazy. When I think of Anastasia's story mm. and like that her life could have been cut completely short yes. because of people's ignorance. Mm-hmm. And then what they did with Rainbow Railroad. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Just yeah. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it was all it was all so well done. And, you know, I, I, I can't wait for for future seasons and um congratulations on that you need to be sharing your light with the world and i and i and i believe that this was such an incredible platform for you to do so so i'm so happy for you i appreciate that like and and you talk about people rooting for me i mean even strangers people who i don't know this one guy this artist he messaged me and was just like the thing that i love the most about watching on the show is you were able to get your job done without belittling or making anybody no he said you were able to be a shining star without belittling or making anybody feel like they were less than Mm. and i was like the fact that a stranger Mm -hmm. can see that through that four minute segment Mm -hmm. is is amazing Mm -hmm. it it really it really touched my heart that message and and it, it stayed in my mind this is why i started this podcast because i think that it's so important for people to understand that as creatives and as artists we are, you know, this is not a hobby for us. This is mm-hmm. something that we pour every ounce of our being into. And all of our trials, all of our tribulations, all of our struggles have in, have kind of helped us and allowed us to be shaped into the people that we are in order to share that with the world. And, you know, especially in these times, I think artists and creatives have really been keeping people Yeah, absolutely. And we've all heard, especially in Canada, like art suffers so much, Mm -hmm. like there's not enough support. Mm -hmm. And I think what's important and what we as creatives and as artists and as consumers of art need to really bring to people's attention is that, hey, what's gotten me through to this point are podcasts like The Compassionate Creative and 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 the singers and the actors and like them going on Instagram live and sharing and expressing and mm-hmm. and like this is what has kept the world sane for sure among, amongst all the craziness of this virus that we're all fighting mm-hmm. and this huge mess of politics mm-hmm. in America mm-hmm. like this we really have kept people going we yeah. give people a reason to to get up and look forward to to Mondays with Julia mm-hmm. or Saturdays with me with Hollywood hosts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's important for us to make sure that the powers that be can't ignore that anymore. Absolutely. And I think that that is something that hopefully resonates with any type of artist, any type of creative. You know, there is someone out there that needs your work, that needs to see who yes. you are, that needs to connect with you because you could have an impact on them without without realizing it. So just continue to push yourself forward, continue to be vulnerable and put yourself out there because someone someone needs you. So 
Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, um, you quickly touched upon Hollywood hosts, and that was another thing that I wanted to ask you about because you uh, – now, I, you need to tell me about this because I wasn't sure if it was yes. like a series that you had done before and you kind of revived it um, over the past – you know, the, the this whole isolation no. time or – is it a new thing? Hollywood host literally stemmed from, this is going to sound crazy, but it stemmed from a fear of these stories never being told. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my podcast, Hollywood Hosts, mm-hmm. on Saturday afternoons usually, um, was created as a way to shine a spotlight on people who I feel helped establish and continue to push the Canadian industry forward. Amazing. Entertainment community, uh, predominantly within the Black community, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times I feel like those are the stories that we really don't hear. Mm-hmm. Like Avril Lavigne gets her coverage mm-hmm. and Alessia Carr gets her coverage, but where's the coverage for the Julie Blacks mm-hmm. and the Divine Browns mm-hmm. and you know, the, 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 the background singers who sung for these artists for years. Right. And, and yeah, so that's really where Hollywood Jade, um, Hollywood hosts started from. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a passion project of mine because yes. I believe that these stories are important, especially for younger generations to hear. So they understand that there really is no such thing as an overnight sensation mm. that it took a long time for these people to get into positions and places that they're in. Mm -hmm. And that's the narrative that I want to share. And that I love that people also want to hear these stories. Mm -hmm. So I really sincerely love what was spawned inside of me Mm -hmm. from doing these Hollywood hosts. And then other people were drawn to it. I ended up getting a job with pride Toronto for this year doing interviews on black queer and trans excellence and I interviewed yeah I interviewed um different pillars from the community each week and recently they just asked me to do now a monthly so they want to continue it from now until pride next year so once a month I'll be interviewing another person so like me starting this passion project Mm -hmm. has now spawned something that is generating income to me right Right. On a monthly basis. That's amazing. That's so great. That's so great. Yes. Universe is just like, so you're, Mm -hmm. I feel like you're so aligned right now. That's the sense that I get. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're in alignment and therefore you are open to, to receiving. And, um, you know, I think that that's another, another thing that we have to remember as well is that you have to be open. You have to be receptive receptive to these things so that the universe knows that you're ready for it so that's what yes. I believe anyways this the the same guy who messaged me and was like your heart you showed your heart and all that on the show I I started really getting into his music mm. his name is Michael Kilgore okay. and he did this live performance where he sort of goes into talking and he says you can't receive until you let go and he does a gesture where his hand is in a fist mm-hmm. and then he opens. And I had never thought of the the physicalization of letting go of something mm. is releasing, opening your hand. 
and you're mm-hmm. opening your hand so that you, you you are in a place to receive new things. Yes. I'm aligned, like you said, and I feel aligned because mm-hmm. I've let go of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It took mm-hmm. it and it, it was a process of letting go and and really being like, okay, I'm I'm gonna trust you, universe, mm-hmm. God, Buddha, whatever mm-hmm. you believe. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna trust you to order things in my path and so on my life, the things that have been happening, I I couldn't have imagined happening in the way that they've happened and how they've all happened. You know, speaking of of alignment and, you know, being really connected to that source, whatever it may be for you, Mm-hmm. Do you have any, you know, any rituals or any tools that you could share that kind of help you to find more alignment and help you to feel more connected to that source? Yeah, I well, I believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, me and God have a very great relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell my friends, I'm like, I kiki with God daily. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. everybody laughs, but I like, I really talk to God. Like I talk to my friends. Yeah. I'd be, I'll be like, Hey, are you busy? Oh no, you're free. You got time for me. <laughs> yes. All right, cool. Here's what's going on. Like literally I have conversations mm-hmm. with God and I do these daily readings. I post on my Instagram story yes. every day from uh, Joel Austin, who he has a bunch of books that are like daily readings. And for the past three years now, I just realized this is the third book of his. I've been doing these daily readings and setting my intention clear from the jump, from the beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. And I also meditate daily. Um, I was introduced to meditation last year formally. And it, I did like a 21 day deep pat chopra mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the 21 day challenge yes yeah i've done I a couple of those with, yeah i did it with some friends and yes. it was amazing what it opened up inside of me mm. and how i was like wow so i think praying having conversations with god mm-hmm. on a regular basis mm-hmm. my daily um readings from joel austin's book and meditating really helps center me and has given me such a a sense of peace Mm. that it takes a lot to shake me out of that now like a lot yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's just to like take care of yourself and then on top of that as a creative putting your work out there you know and again being vulnerable takes a lot of energy it takes a lot out of you and so being able to replenish yourself with um you know with those tools such as you mentioned I think is so so important not only as a creative as a human being as well but then on Mm -hmm. top of that it's like next level if you're putting you know if you're putting work out there um so because it's hard Mm -hmm. like and as you as you progress in your career it becomes a little less daunting you don't think about it like that but I remember doing my Mm. first choreographer's ball and being like what if everybody hates this totally totally what if nobody claps right it can be very, very intimidating and it can be very daunting and exhausting. For sure. But For sure. 
and and it's not until you're reminded of that that I really sit down and think about how draining it is pouring of yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's important. It's important. So I I appreciate you sharing those those tools with us because I think that you know they're they're really lovely ways to connect with yourself, to connect with your spirit as well, and and keep all of that nourished and and full. So, um, I want to know from you, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Through your creativity, through all of the work that you're putting out there, um, you know, in all of the all of the different capacities and all of the different hats that you wear, what do you wish to nourish and cultivate through your creativity? Ooh, <laughs> um, I think what I really want to create is another generation of artists who want to do it for the right reasons, mm. who want to give so that they can be a blessing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So much of what I do stems from not feeling like I had support or had an outlet where I could express myself authentically mm. or be, or from being in spaces where I didn't feel accepted and seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't create from that place anymore because that in itself was to me a negative, mm. you know, like, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, people are always like, oh, you always hire the same people. I'm like, I do because the integrity of the work that I'm doing is aligned with their, in them as people, right. their integrity as people. Right. And I think not enough of us create and operate from a platform of, wanting to inspire the next generation Mm -hmm. like listening to someone like debbie allen speak about why she does why she started her program Mm. um and then ultimately opening her school and and it comes from wanting to be a part of the change right and i've always wanted to be a part of the change because again i didn't feel represented Mm-hmm. especially early on in my career. Like I felt like I always had to go in and, and, and play a different role and be somebody else and, and suppress who I was in order to be a part of this industry that I love so much. And I don't want mm-hmm. artists that I work with to feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really what I would like to continue to accomplish. Cause I, I, I know, cause it's been told to me that I've already done that. So I mm-hmm. want to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we need you to continue to to do that, especially in in this industry, because, you know, we need Mm -hmm. to have, you know, that that embrace of everyone and make sure that everyone feels seen, everyone feels heard and everyone feels represented. So um, I, I applaud you for that. And, you know, I know that you are already doing that. So just continue to to push that forward. So I want to thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me. And I do have one more question for you. Absolutely. What does being a compassionate creative mean to you? These questions are so good. (laughs) Um, I think being a compassionate creative to me speaks also to like what I was just talking about. It, it, it has to be bigger than yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
um, a long time ago, I choreographed for these two boys called Too Bad, Lamar Johnson and Shamar Charles. And these two young men who are not so young anymore, um, they changed my life because I understood that what I was doing was going to directly affect them in their careers. Mm. So saying no to the $100 music video because we were worth $300 was going to impact them and their career Mm -hmm. so that when they were my age, they wouldn't have to say no to a $100 job because the $100 job wouldn't exist anymore. Right. Um, So, yeah, I think for me, being a compassionate creative is about understanding that it has to be bigger than just you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's all I need. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I need. I think that's that's that is it serves such a beautiful reminder. And it's 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 simple, really. It's simple because what you're putting out there, you know, is coming from a place of love. And so. Um, I think knowing mm-hmm. again that it, it, it is bigger than you and, you know, there's other people that you will impact know that mm-hmm. working from that place is going to have a, an even bigger impact. And I think if more people would just step outside of themselves, mm-hmm. we would get along so much better. We would, we would operate so much higher. We would, things would get done a lot faster if people mm-hmm. would just realize that it is. It is not just about you. Yeah. Like, look at the big picture. I, and I know in your mind and in your universe, this is the most important thing. But you are you are one part of a bigger picture. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Amen. Amen to all yes. of that. Yes, yes. Well, Hollywood, thank you so much again. I literally have the biggest smile on my face. I don't know if you can like hear that coming through. I can feel it. Though. Okay, I can good. Feel it. Okay, good. Because my heart is so full right now. I have the biggest smile on my face. I am so honored that I was able to spend this time with you and for you to give me your energy and come on to my podcast. Absolutely. I, I am, I'm thrilled and I just want us all to continue to, to do more of this. Yes. You know, like, yes, like the more connecting we can do the better. So then we all can continue to elevate Mm -hmm. and, and, and normalize conversations and questions. Like how have you shown yourself compassion today? Like these should become the norm so then we are in a better place absolutely what a wonderful episode with hollywood jade i know that i was left feeling so inspired after that conversation and i hope that you were able to get some inspiration from some of his stories as well Thank you so much for joining me on this episode, my lovely listener. I hope that you enjoyed it. Before you go, if you could please click the subscribe button. And if you do have some spare time, I would be so grateful if you left a review so that more listeners like yourself can find the podcast and join the community. Thank you again for being here with me. And I look forward to catching you in episode three.